Shut up and sit down. Long time no see. No one asked us fans. We are um, we have fans. Less than, I, I would hope so. Uh, we're about 24 hours uh, removed from our Illini postgame show following the Michigan State game. Illinois won that one 79 to 74. So if you want to hear our thoughts on that, go check out our postgame show, as with all our postgame shows. So um, like we said last week, we're going to cut down on our Illini content on these episodes. Go to the postgame shows if you want to hear that. But I'm Craig Choate. That is Logan Lee. This is another episode of No One Asks Us. This is episode 55. And Logan, I don't know if you know this, but this is the one-year anniversary week. I know. I was just going to mention it. I was just going <laughs> to mention it. Yep. It was on the 22nd of February. That's when it was we launched, released. We launched I think the we... first episode of No One Asked Us. Yeah. Yeah. It was released on the 22nd. I believe at that point we were recording the night before. So I believe we would have recorded on the 21st. It is February 20th today, Sunday, while we're recording, about 2.30 in the afternoon uh, Eastern time. So we've been at this for a year. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's been – oh, man. You know what? I didn't really think we would do much reminiscing in this, but, like, it was literally just you and I just texting back and forth a lot about whatever – about Illinois basketball or baseball or movies or whatever. I mean, it, that just kind of blossomed into, do you want to do a podcast? Yeah, and, I mean, uh, we, we talked about happened. starting one for yeah probably more than a year before we did it. But I was still on TV and, and do, it was it would tough to fit in my schedule. But it was one of those things where I had been out of TV for a year and I wanted to like get a, a decent setup, like get a light and get a mic, and, and then I finally did that. And we we're just like, "Hey, Illinois is on a run here. Let's start it so we it can talk good, about stuff." It was a good time to start it. It re- yeah. really was. Yeah. So we've been at this for a year now. This is episode fifty-five, which is I know more than one a week, but we had a couple emergency pods and and different uh, specials that we wanted to talk about to add those to it. But um, for those that have tuned in and listened. We do really appreciate it because, like I said, it was just an idea for me and Logan. And, and it's in our Twitter descriptions. This is a place for us to talk about sports <laughs> away from our girlfriends. That's really what it is, a place for us to unload all of our sports yes. thoughts um, so we're not annoying uh, Allison and Christy with all of our sports and, and everything. But uh, but we do appreciate you guys tuning in and consuming the content however however you are. If you're on the uh, Spotify or Apple getting a podcast or if you're watching on YouTube, um, we really do appreciate it, and we hope to continue to grow this thing and and get more listeners and more viewers. So if you are watching this, please give us a like and a subscribe. That's one way to help us get on people's recommended pages. If you give us a like and give a subscribe, that would really help us to get out there a little bit more and, and more people hear what we have to say. Apple and Spotify, wherever you're listening, uh, rate and review us as well. That that would also help. So we appreciate that. Uh, for a those subscribe, that, um, a subscribe and a like would be an excellent first year anniversary gift. If you're <laughs> wondering what a... to get us, that would be the answer. <laughs> that is true. That is true. If, if we could ask for one thing for our one year anniversary, me and Logan, we want to like and a subscribe. Um, for those that haven't tuned in before, we do have chapters in the descriptions. If you want to skip to something specific, um, those are a real easy way to do it. Just click on the time code on YouTube and I'll take you right to it. So, so there's that. There's some house cleaning stuff, some, uh, some reminiscing over the last year. Um, before we move on though, is there a, a moment or a, a show that you like better than, or something we did on here that you like more than 
the everyday stuff we do. I, I just uh, thought of this. I hadn't, I don't have one off the top of my head, so it might take some thinking. Well, me. I mean, a lot of our shows kind of run together. I mean, yeah. we've, we've, you know, we've had, we've talked mostly Illinois sports. Yeah. Um, to this, up to this point, we still have only had two guests on our show. Uh, yep. That may be changing today. Um, but uh, I mean, honestly, and I, it wasn't for a very good reason that we did the show, but the post-trade deadline emergency pod <laughs> after the Cubs shipped out their entire uh, fitting that we're both wearing all of our <laughs> baseball gear today because we're excited for spring training that's not happening. Uh, um, but like that was just a frustrating day for me to sit there at work and just like see these things happening. And so to be able to like text you and say, hey, can we do a pod? I got some things I need to say. Like that was just kind of like, Again, like it wasn't our most listened to show or anything, um, but it was just kind of like, I I now have a place that I can say these things, you know, usually it would be either me putting a few words on Twitter or venting to somebody else that probably doesn't care about it. Um, but just having a place that I could just get in front of a microphone and just talk for 30 minutes about how miserable that whole time was um was just kind of was kind of nice it was kind of nice to have that and i know we did the same thing uh for the cardinals for you when they they fired mike schilt i don't know that that was as much of a uh relieving type of experience for you that was more just breaking news that we needed to talk about but um that's the one that kind of sticks out to me because i think that honestly that kind of changed it up for us a little bit i think from then on we kind of realized you know, yes, we do these podcasts as these hour, hour and a half long mixed bag of topics where you and I are just talking about things that we want to talk about. But when we actually did a show that was shorter, that was condensed to one particular topic, we kind of realized, oh, people actually, especially on YouTube, that mm-hmm. people would actually, you know, listen to that type of stuff. And it kind of made a lot more sense. I mean, that's not, you know, we've, we've still continued to do the podcast as it is, you know, just talking about a lot of different things, but you know, I think that kind of changed the way we thought about some things too. So that's probably the first one that comes to my mind. Do you have a, do you have one for that you thought of in this um, whole time? Not really. Um, Cause like you said, all of our shows are very similar. Like we don't do like segments or anything. Um, I remember one time we did the burger bracket, uh, the <laughs> fast food burger ba- bracket. Yeah. Um, that was fun. Uh, didn't really uh garner that much but like we've had to we've had to reminisce on some people uh losing jim cotter and losing bobby roundtree um so it was nice to have this platform to talk about them a little bit um i've enjoyed the postgame shows like you said right Uh, we've done we've done 12 postgame shows and each one seems to get more and more clicks and more and more views so we appreciate that and we continue to want to do that so um uh, sorry, just got a text. And I was very confused. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it's just been a fun year, been a fun year. Um, wish we would have had more Illini basketball content last year. Like we started it, they were on this run and then they, they bow out early and we're just kind of like, Oh gosh, like, what are we going to do now? But, <laughs> but anyways, um, thanks for listening for a year. We'll move on to, to this week's episode uh, and we'll start how we always do moment of the week. Go for it. Uh, shout out Cameron Lee, the new high school football coach at Oakwood oh, High yeah. School. Yes. I'm yep. glad you're doing that because I meant to put it on the rundown or I was going to surprise you with it. 
at the end of the show or at some point, but uh, I'm glad you're mentioning it. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. So my brother Cameron was uh, just named the, the head football coach at Oakwood uh, this week, something that had been kind of in the works for a little while that he had been talking about. Um, and after um, Al Craig, who had been there for a few years, decided to step down, um, Cameron wanted to take advantage of it. And he was, uh, he, he was an assistant on the, on the team a couple of years ago uh, for two or three years. Um, stepped away during the COVID year because he was having a kid and with his full-time job and everything, just wanted to kind of get away from it, but really wants to get into coaching. And uh, I mean, for those of you that don't know, my brother did have, you know, played at Illinois state and then had a couple year long stint bouncing around a few NFL teams. So um, more football playing experience than anybody you're going to come around in central Illinois. So uh, for the most part, um, so that, you know, that's pretty cool that he's going to be able to do that. So I know he's very excited. He's a busy man. Uh, I think about myself all the time, how I don't feel like I have enough time in the day to do the stuff that I want to do, but, uh, for, <laughs> for what he's track tackling full-time job, side job, now a third job, plus, uh, raising a family they're having, they're expecting their second child here this year. So, uh, a lot going on there, but, uh, congratulations to him. Very cool. I, I've done a pretty good job of avoiding high school sport, sports for quite a long time. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest, for the first, I'll say 25 years of my life, I was at high school sporting events all the time. Yeah, same. I, when I was growing up, my dad, was a, my, well, yeah. my dad was a coach growing up uh, yeah. at Oakwood and a couple other schools. So I was always going to those games and then, uh, played sports, you know, all, all the way. I didn't play in high school, but I was going to high school sporting events when I was in school. Then going back to my brother's games and both of them were still playing at Oakwood, uh, covering high school sports when I was in Carbondale. Um, so, I mean, it's been, it was a trickle down, you know, I wasn't going to as many by the time Parker was a senior, but, um, really after he graduated, other than showing up on a random Friday night football game when I'm happy to be going home for the weekend, that's really about, been about the extent of it. So not that I'm going to make it back for every single game, but I'll, <laughs> you know, I'll have to stop yeah. avoiding it, I guess, like I have for the last, yeah. you know, five or six years. Yeah. I saw that on Twitter this week uh, and I was, I thought that made all the sense in the world. It's perfect. Yeah. Perfect fit. So congrats to Cam. I remember running into him um, not long after his, um, stints i believe he what was that uh football league the aaf the aaf yeah Yeah, he he dabbled in that and i I ran into him not long after that at a high school basketball game that i was covering um and he came i think i saw him in the stands and he came down and and chatted with me for a little bit while i was shooting highlights um and said that he was moving back to the area he was i think done with football at that point. Um, also I, I went to ISU when he was getting drafted and I did a full sit, I did a full sit down, like 15 minute interview with him, followed him around as he was training for the NFL draft, which is still on my YouTube. If you want to go check it out, it's on my YouTube page. I've noticed that. I've noticed that. (laughs) I I have seen that before. Uh, yeah, that was cool. That was just, I mean, just for him especially, but just for our family, that was just kind of a cool time, you know, just, you know, playing at Illinois States, one thing, but his, sophomore years or junior year, whatever years the year they played in the national championship game. Yeah. Uh, so went down to, to Frisco, Texas to play them, to watch them get, get beat to North Dakota state. Uh, but to go down to that and then to follow them around for the next couple of years as a starter uh, at Illinois state, saw him play at Iowa, um, went to several Valley schools to see him play, went to North Dakota uh, and then to go through all the NFL stuff, went to the combine. He got to do that. So we were able to get go there and watch and, 
He played an how all-star teams, game out in California. How many NFL teams did he play for? He Three, signed four. originally with the Saints. Then he went to the Bengals, uh, the Bears. He was on their practice roster that whole year and then played a couple games at the end of the season. And then he was on the – he went to the Ravens training camp and preseason. So four NFL teams um, and then technically two – of the AAF teams, I think. Um, but that then he he decided it was done. And then that yeah. league folded shortly after that. So uh, <laughs> he was ahead of the curve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was ahead. He was ahead of it. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, very cool for him. Yeah. Uh, I know he's cool. excited. I know the, the school's excited. The community's excited. And yeah, yeah. it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. So I know that school Shout means a lot him. to uh, school means yeah. a lot to your family and your family spent a lot of time in that school. So it's, I think it's a perfect fit. So happy yeah. for you guys. Um, mine moment this week. Um, we don't talk about them a lot. We talked about SIU football weekly on this show, but we haven't touched on basketball this week or this, um, this basketball season, they're 15 and 13. So they're, they're very middle of the road, but they did something on Saturday that I've never seen before. So they played at Indiana state, which is a game that me and Logan talked about going to remember that we did. I forgot about about going to, Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. With our buddy Lou Medina yes. and Tyler Dixon, four oh SIU alums who keep in contact. Uh, we've started a group chat that day. Forgot we we named it the dog pound. We all didn't that stuff. go. We didn't go. I didn't bring it up because I didn't want to pay and drive three and a half hours to watch a middle of the pack NBC team. If you guys yeah, would have brought no, it up, I would have went along, but yeah. I wasn't going to bring it up because I it's not on top of my priority list anymore. Um, but they did win. They're on a three-game winning streak. They had two players – Score their yes. 1,000th point in the exact same game. Marcus Damas and Lance Jones each scored their 1,000th career point in the same game. I've never yeah. seen that before. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, that that, was, that's it. That's that's my yeah. Moment. No, that was that was really not cool. much I more to add. about that. I did see that last night. Um, so they're um, they're both juniors, I believe. Um, although Damask missed like all of last year. So he would have a right. lot more if he hadn't gotten hurt. But those two have kind of been the – they're almost like the Trent Frazier of SIU, both of them. Right. Um, they stayed through a coaching change and, and some bad times and all that stuff. So, so yeah, there was one other thing I want to mention, and it's kind of a sad and a downer. It's golf. Did you see the fire at Oakland Hills yes. Country Club? Yeah. So Oakland Hills Country Club was – I think the clubhouse was built in 1922. It's in outside of Detroit. It's in the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. Um just as soon as I saw the name, I knew exactly – I knew the name because it is a famed golf course. They've hosted nine majors, six U.S. Opens, three PGA Championships. They hosted a Ryder Cup. Their clubhouse suffered a massive fire and is – I think I saw a total loss. It, it was just devastating watching the videos and the pictures coming out of it because there's a, there's a lot of golf history at that course. So that, that was tough to see. I think Wednesday or Thursday morning is when that came out, but – but yeah, the, those are my two moments. Not Oakland Hills really isn't a moment because it, it sucks. And I like to highlight right. the good stuff, but I just wanted to mention it before we get into our, um, our show. Um, what's next question of the question. week <laughs> question of the week. Uh, last week we asked you, are you happy with the universal DH decision? And it kind of went how I thought 70% yes, 30% no. That's right about what I thought it would be. I think more so people are happy with it than not. And I think both of us are in that camp as well. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as I said, last week, I, I think that as much of an NL traditionalist as I am and somebody that does love the strategy involved with the 
uh, the pitchers batting and everything. I think it's time. I, I just think it's time. I think it's kind of ridiculous that we have two leagues to play by different rules. I think that's kind of bizarre. I thought that's always been bizarre. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with the move. So uh, I agree. I'm, yeah. I figured that's pretty much the results I expected. Yep. Um, now if we can only get baseball players on the field to, to play, which we'll talk yeah, about here well. in a little bit, this week's question, we're going back to basketball. The NCAA selection committee released their top 16 teams, each top four seeds, in each region um, on Saturday during the Illinois game. Actually, it was a, like a 1230 release. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that and dissect that more in the show here. But our question this week is what seed does Illinois end up? And we're going to give you the options one or two. So are they going to be a one or a two? That's one option. Then three is their own option. Four is their own option. And five or worse is the next option. We both kind of think three or four is most likely. So they're getting their own um, own option here. And then the other two. So we will talk about that in that segment of the show. So we'll move on past question of the week now into our rundown. We are going to start with Illinois basketball. We're going to review the week really quick. Like I said, in the start of the show, we do post-game shows for every show that we can. I think we've missed one or two, but um, we do post-game shows for every show we can. So if you want to hear our specific thoughts on those specific games or anything immediately following the game, go check those out. They're on our YouTube. They're on the, they're on the same places that – you're listening or watching to this show now. So we're just going to recap the week in general. It started on Wednesday with the loss at Rutgers. It was an 11 point loss. That was more like a 20 point loss. It was Illinois made the fake rally late to get it down to 11, but then they rebound any slanting on Saturday for a five point win in which they held off a late Michigan state comeback. Um, I will say first, before I toss it over to you about 12 to 15 hours after that Rutgers game, I felt completely different than watching it. You know, we shut down the stream. Yeah. We watched it together after dissect after, after sitting in my anger for 12 hours and going to sleep and waking up and seeing some of the stats that came out. I don't know if you saw it specifically. There was one stat that said, um, based on the shots taken in that game, Illinois wins that game 92% of the time. They just weren't making their shots, right? which I think we all knew it was just like it was, it was hard to stomach because we haven't seen that from Illinois. So the day after Thursday, I guess Thursday it was, I didn't feel as bad about Rutgers as I did Wednesday uh, as it was happening. And then yesterday I, I was just so pleased with the response from the team that that's one of the best wins of the year, I think. Um, we talked about three weeks ago how they didn't have any marquee wins. Now they have two wins over Michigan State, win over Wisconsin. And they're building some of those. So um, I, I'm back to confident in this team. Um, I still don't know that they're a final four national championship caliber team. Um, a lot of people still think they are. I'm not sure that they're that, but I think they're, they're an elite eight team. And if everything is clicking a final four team. So that's where I'm at after this week. Uh, one tough to stomach loss, but one win that I, I can't find too many negatives to come out of. Yeah. The, the Rutgers thing, I think the frustrating thing obviously was the fact that they weren't making shots. Um, that was just so very uncharacteristic of this team. They have been one of the top three point shooting teams in the conference and in the country for a reason. Um, so for them to come out and play like that against Rutgers, what the, I think the thing that had me most concerned was that it was just a very alarming trend. It had been a rough three games. Yes. They did get a win out of those three games against Northwestern, but that game 
the second half was an absolute debacle. Uh, and they're fortunate that they had an 18 point lead. That's why they didn't lose that game too. So I think that was the issue for me. I didn't, I wasn't really super concerned with the particular outcome of that game, primarily because of the shooting. And I, that's not something that that's just not going to keep up consistently. I mean, they might still have another game like that in them, but this team is too good of a shooting team to have games like that. Um, so for me, I think it was just more the trend of where the last few games had gone yeah. uh, for how the record or how the Purdue game finished, how the Northwestern game finished, regardless, even if it was a win. And then for how the record game happened, I think for me, that was, that was the part I was concerned about. Uh, but you're right. Get, after another day or so, yeah, I was I was fine. Um, it did suck because after that, now you're back in a three-team race um, for the big team. Not that it wasn't already a race, but had you won that game, you would have had a you know a lead over Purdue um, in the standings. Now you're back to tie with everybody. At this point, best you can do is probably hope for a, a tie, yeah. which isn't the end of the world. Uh, I would certainly take a tie for first place um, in the Big Ten. Um, but I think, yeah, I think that was probably the most discouraging thing. So for them to fire back like they did against Michigan state, um, was, was wonderful. That was nice to see. They, they had the fight in them again that they didn't have the last few nights for the most part. Um, they were making shots sort of, they had three guys do most of the scoring. Yeah. Uh, and two of those kind of split their scoring. So gotta see more, gotta see more consistency. Um, as you said, I don't believe this is the Final Four team. I do think they have the potential if they have the right matchups and they're playing well enough and if you get the right yeah. situations where they're firing on all cylinders, yes, I do think they could make a Final Four, but I would not pick them for a Final Four. I think yeah. they are – I think their ceiling realistically is probably Elite Eight, um, and I think that's certainly on the table, uh, but I, I'm not going to – I know they have been putting in the fi- putting final four conversations by, you know, people from around the country. I'm not really there on this team. They're good. I mean, they're certainly good. They're, they're very well in a place to finish in at least a tie for first place in the, in the big 10, get, you know, a top two or three seed uh, in the big 10 tournament, and then go into the NCAA tournament with likely a three or four seed, potentially even higher. I, I think a two seeds, not out of the question if they kind of run the table and, when the big 10 tournament championship again, I think a two is very much in play. Um, but I think a three or four is probably more likely. Yeah. Um, after looking at the box score from Saturday, um, I think what uh, I don't want to say validates Rutgers because that's not, I don't think that's the right word, but what makes the loss easier to stomach is literally no one was making shots. Trent made three threes, but that was at the end of the game. Um, Saturday at Michigan State proved that just need one guy to be on because Trent didn't look great. He had two threes. Alfonso Plummer went 0 for 3, but Jake Grandison went 6 for 10. So if you just have one of the three snipers hitting, this team is is pretty good because as a team, they still shot less than 30% from three, 29.6% from three, 8 of 27. So they still weren't clicking, but they still won the game. So that's what I take away from uh, from this week. This team, this team has about five guys that can light you up. And if 
depending on the matchup, if at least two of them are clicking, you're going to beat a bad, you're going to meet a half, beat a halfway decent team. Yeah. Uh, if you can get three of them clicking, you're in pretty good shape. I, I think, I don't know that a lot of teams really have five options like that. I mean, I think obviously, obviously Kofi, the three sharpshooters, like you talked about, I think Curbelo is still in that mix, even though he hasn't really been around much. It hasn't shown it much. Uh, he, he has shown that he can go off for 20 some points. So I, I don't think there are many teams in the country that have a luxury like that, that to have five guys that could really at any given game, given point, put up 20 some points in a game. I, I just, most teams don't have that. You know, Illinois yep. does. Yep. And we were talking about ceilings and floors. I think the ceiling is a title game. I, I think this team can, can get there. I do because too. what I wins do in the NCAA tournament, is veterans and guards, and that's yeah. what Illinois has. So if everything comes together, Illinois can win the national championship, get to the national championship game. We just haven't seen it yet. So yeah. I'll probably have Illinois a sweet 16, a second weekend team, a sweet 16 elite eight team right now, as it stands. Yeah. Still four Pretty regular season games and the big ten. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Next up is Ohio State, who um, lost at home to Iowa on Saturday following the Illinois win. At um, sorry, my text thread here is blowing up with my friends watching the Wisconsin Michigan game. Um, they lost at Iowa Saturday, um, pretty bad. I watched the end of it um, after after we got done with our, our post game show. But um, this one is at home. This one is isn't is in Champaign. Nine o'clock start. Um, I've been saying it all year. Ohio State's good, and I'm gonna. I shouldn't even say it because it's gonna come back to bite me in the ass but I don't know that they pose that much of a threat to Illinois. What's going on in this game? I have no idea. I don't have it on. I, I had it on and it was getting to be kind of a blowout. So I turned it off and okay. then after he went, now I'm looking at it and like there, everybody's on the court and the security's out there. Cops are out there. Like they're going, something's happened here. So shaking hands. I can't guard, rewind shaking either. hand guard and Juwan. Oh, Juwan did not want to shake red guards hand. And now they're getting into, they got into each other's face. Okay. And well, live reaction here. This is not live. This I've seen the replay, but now the player, their players were involved. Security was involved. So yeah, they were shaking hands. Oh man. That got ugly. Did Holy Howard throw a punch? Moly. Did Howard throw a punch? I just got a text I that Howard feel threw like a punch. he did. I think he did. Oh, this is awesome. Sorry for yep. those that he that went. Oh, yep. He but... went after somebody. He went after somebody. Oh, my gosh. I need a replay. Oh, my Jeremy. goodness. Jeremy Warner, Jawan is going to get suspended. And now many players are going to get suspended. Illinois this... plays Michigan Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I turned this off because it was like three minutes left and it was like a 15-point game. So I had Daytona pre-race on. And then uh, you you bring that up, so I turn it over and I happened to see now <laughs> they're closing the doors. They don't want cameras to come down. They were just in the, in the handshake line and guard went up to him. He was shaking all the players' hands and Juwan didn't want to shake his hand and then guard got back in his face and then I'll help okay. real close. <laughs> oh, he threw... Jawan threw a punch and connected yeah. with someone. Yeah. Who is that? It's an assistant coach, I think. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. That's something to keep an eye on for all our listeners and viewers. This is uh I'm watch this again. 
Sorry, we were talking about something else, but uh, this kind of. Uh... Well, I, like I said, my text thread or my group chat with my buddies was freaking out over the game. And like I, like you said, I wasn't watching because it was a blowout. Yeah, Wisconsin won by 14. Yeah. So I don't know. That's why I, that's why I had turned it off. I mean, Jawan's a. <sighs> you can say it. He's I don't even know. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. The other night, he, I was watching the Michigan uh, – oh, shoot. I forgot who they were playing the other night. It was Iowa. I think it was the Michigan-Iowa game. And the ball was on the opposite end of the court that Michigan's bench was. But it got deflected and went down towards Michigan's bench. And it was close to the sideline. He was like – he wasn't in his coach's box, but he wasn't like on the court. He was kind of like straddling the sideline. And the ball was rolling towards him. He just reaches down and picks the ball up. It hadn't gone out of bounds yet, but he picked it up and tossed it to Connor McCaffrey. And McCaffrey grabs it and just looks at, at Howard. And Howard goes, oh, oh, my God. I was like, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he got in a fight with Mark Turgeon a couple of years ago. I just don't think it's working there. I, I don't. I don't either. I, he might not survive this. You think? You think he loses his job? He just threw a punch. I know. I mean, I, I don't know what happened. I, I don't have the sound up. I haven't heard anything. Now I'm watching the replay again. So, yeah, it was – they were just shaking hands and – just kind of trying to watch this again. This is great content. I know. Sorry. So this, this is really not we good for our listeners. We apologize for anybody that uh, has already seen this happen, but uh, we're kind of watching this as it's happening. So we are – that's More a Wisconsin less. assistant. He punched a Wisconsin assistant. Yeah. I want to watch the handshake line again. All right. So there he is. Guards just shaking hands. Gets to Jawan. Jawan just walks right by him. And guard says, nope. And then there's the coaches and the players. Jawan is pissed. And he, he punches, open fist <laughs> punches a Wisconsin assistant. March 12th of 2021, I remember something like this. March 12th of 2021, so almost a year ago, I tweeted, kick Jawan Howard out of the league, dirtbag. Wow. Almost a year ago. (laughs) Okay. All right, let's keep going. What were you asking me? (laughs) Was it about uh, Ohio State or was it about Wisconsin or Michigan? Um, Okay, back on track here. (laughs) Jawan Howard throws a punch in the handshake line after they lose at Wisconsin, but we're talking with Ohio state here. Um, they have EJ Liddell. They have a couple other pieces, but for the most part, all season, I haven't bought into Ohio state and just don't see them as no. threatening Illinois too much. Am no, I wrong I mean, there? No, I, I don't think you're wrong. I do. They do present uh, a nightmare matchup for, for Illinois. They don't have anybody that's going to stop EJ Liddell. Um, but that's kind of, how it always is with him um i mean i'm certainly not going to sit here and guarantee victory um because that would be dumb uh no i i don't really buy into them either um as a long-term tournament type of threat i don't think they have that much depth and talent um but anything could happen this is the big 10 they have a, a Big Ten Player of the Year candidate, a National Player of the Year candidate, a first-team All-American, second-team All-American, whatever he's going to be um, on their on their roster, just like 
Michigan does. And just like Purdue has, has multiple of them. So um, they're good. I don't, I don't know. I think they'll end up being a, probably a five seed in the tournament when it's all said and done. Um, they might end up being a five seed in the big 10 tournament too. Is probably a likely scenario yeah. for them. Um, so the second game for Illinois, like we just said, we were reacting to the Juwan Howard stuff is Michigan on Sunday. Michigan also has a midweek game. They play Rutgers on Wednesday. So um, I'm expecting a multiple game suspension for Jawan Howard. So he will likely be out. And from what I see, there's going to be player suspensions as well. So if those turn into multiple game suspensions, they're going to be out for the Illinois game. So we really can't talk too much about Illinois, Michigan, because we don't know who's going to be there. We don't know who is going to play for Michigan. So no that clue. game is, is happening on Sunday of next week, a week from today on CBS. Um, but we don't know. So I don't know how much we even want to talk about that because there is a lot up in the air, right? That game will happen. Who plays, who coaches? We have no idea. <laughs> All right. So um, we can move on to the bracket release that was uh, Saturday uh, afternoon. The NCAA selection committee, the group that, does the bracket. This is not bracketologist. This isn't Joe Lenardi. This isn't Jerry Palm. This isn't bracket matrix. This is the group of people that will put the teams in the bracket on selection Sunday came out with their top 16 teams and the one seeds number one overall was Gonzaga and then Auburn, Arizona, and Kansas. Now Auburn lost yesterday. So they're either they're dropping either uh, to uh, the other, one of the other one seeds or to the two line. Arizona um, almost lost too. Arizona at almost home. lost at home to Oregon. Yes. Um, the other, uh, well, I guess the two seeds then were Kentucky, Baylor, Purdue, and Duke. They, the committee <laughs> basically said that Kentucky, or basically said that Gonzaga, Auburn, and Arizona were essentially locks for the one. And then Kansas, Kentucky, Baylor, Purdue, I think were even kind of in that mix for the next last number one spot um, but they said kansas had the slight edge over the rest of them yeah i don't know yeah. who who'll be there by the end of the year uh, i think i think there's probably seven to eight teams that are probably in the mix for those one seeds probably um i don't think there's a there's a clear there's a clear top four at this point yeah. then the three seeds went villanova i think texas tech might have been next then Tennessee, then Illinois. Correct. For the threes. And then the fours, I don't remember the order. Wisconsin, Wisconsin Providence. Wisconsin was Illinois, was after Illinois. Yeah, Wisconsin, Providence, UCLA, and Texas. Um, so Illinois was a three seat in the West. They would have had Gonzaga, Duke, Illinois, and Texas. The Midwest was Auburn, Purdue, Texas Tech, UCLA. The East was Kansas, Kentucky, Villanova, Wisconsin. And the South was Arizona, Baylor, Tennessee, and Providence, which Tennessee also lost yesterday. So they probably fell to the four line. If not, they probably only fell to the four line because it was a ranked loss to Arkansas. So there's your seeds. If the tournament was to start today, um, what's your reaction? Is that about what you thought? Mostly, I would say. Um, I probably would have guessed Illinois and Wisconsin would have been switched. I'm not a I, I don't dislike it. I think that there's certainly a case for Illinois to be higher than Wisconsin, seeing how Illinois beat Wisconsin. Um, but I don't know that it was, you know, as I talked about in our show yesterday, 
there was a point where Wisconsin was like two or three seed lines higher than Illinois on a lot of bracketologist brackets. And I never understood that even before Illinois beat them. I didn't really understand that. I mean, yes, they have a, they have a better record against quad one. Um, but three of Illinois quad one losses are to Purdue and Arizona who are two of the best five or six teams in the whole country. So, um, no, I, I think, I think it's a pretty straightforward 16. Um, it shows that they're, they're not buying totally into the metrics when you have Providence and Wisconsin up there, because Providence and Wisconsin are two teams that the metrics, both Ken Palm and the net aren't really high on, uh, but they both ended up in the top 16, which was to be expected. It should be about records. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it was a pretty straightforward one through one through 16. You could certainly make an argument for a couple teams, um, but I, it's pretty much what I expected. Uh, yeah. Texas surprised me that I wasn't, that they were 16. Yes. yes that would be, um, that would be one. I think I would have had Kentucky as the fourth one instead of Kansas. Yeah. Other than that, nothing really surprised me um, either. I thought Illinois would be a four. Um I really did. I I'd also I also had prepared for Illinois not to be included because they had just lost to Rutgers. I didn't know how much that. Yeah, Kentucky that actually that, that says a lot. Yeah, that says a lot for this. Says, this came yeah. out after the Rutgers loss. Yep. And before the Michigan State win, this came yep. out during the Michigan State game. So for them to still have Illinois high that yep. high after Rutgers before Michigan State says quite a bit about how they feel about this Illinois team. So yep. So yeah. they were the last three seed then, so they're they're above that now. They're probably ten in the country now, as opposed to twelve because um, someone ahead of them lost. Yeah, but nobody in front of them no. lost though. Other, I mean, Auburn did, but Auburn's not. That's true. So they're low. yeah, that's true. So, so they probably didn't fall. I was just going off the fact that they beat a ranked team, but yeah, no one above them lost. They might so move up in this in the AP rankings, uh, but yeah. in terms of this, I don't know that yep. much has changed between now and when this came out. Yep. So uh, this gives us gives us a good base heading into postseason or the rest of the season where Illinois is now. So if they take care of business, they can only go up. Um, but a, a good good base here. Uh, we've got Greg Gard post game comments. Um, Greg Gard post game to Andrew Catalan and Steve Lapis, and this is a condensed guard quote from Matt Norlander on Twitter. Apparently, he didn't like that I called a timeout to reset the ten second clock. I didn't want to put my backups. I didn't want to put my backups in, I guess. I'll leave it at that, and the tape will show the rest. In essence, guard was saying he wanted to reset the 10-second clock to get the ball past half court. Michigan was pressing UW backups when the game was decided. Guard called timeout to reset the clock and put his guys in a better spot. Howard got pissed. Then postgame happened. I still think that's a suspension. Um a lot of people are asking if it's worthy of, of a suspension, but I still think it's a, a no doubt suspension for, for Jawan Howard and probably a couple of players because he did throw a, a literal punch. Yes. All right. Um, anything else? College basketball. <laughs> we're getting three, we're three weeks away from selection Sunday. Two weeks left in the season. Two weeks, yeah. two weeks, four games left for Illinois. Um, just to kind of circle back to the Illinois stuff. You know, we were kind of worried. I mean, not necessarily worried, but we knew that there was going to be a rough stretch to close out the year. Uh, but now that they've made it through that stretch, um, you, you split that Purdue Indiana series or more or less week. Uh, you split the the Rutgers Michigan State week. Uh, all of those were games on the road. Um, 
three of their next four are at home. Granted, one of them is against Ohio State, who is a good team. But Iowa, yeah, they have Keegan Murray, and they did just beat Ohio State, but they don't exactly – they don't really worry me. Penn State certainly doesn't really worry me. Again, I'm not trying to speak too soon because they could certainly drop any of these. I wouldn't be shocked. But uh, they they made it through that stretch, um, and they're still uh, have a share of the Big Ten title uh, at their in their reach. So I, I like where they're at. I like where they're at. We're joined now by Robert Rosenthal from IlliniBoard.com. Follow him at a lion eye, and also subscribe to IlliniBoard.com. Me and Robert go a couple years back uh, when I got to WCIA, we started collaborating on some stuff. So we know each other pretty well. Uh, and Robert was introduced to Logan Lee earlier this week. <laughs> Logan gave him a little tip that he could go see IO on uh, uh, in Cleveland for the um, rising stars game. So we have Robert on to talk about his week. Uh, Robert, this is our one year anniversary, by the way. We started our awesome. podcast one year ago, so we're, we're uh, having you on to help celebrate with us. But you're big time. You any, Thank you. Yeah, you got any little cupcakes with a single <laughs> candle in them, or anything like that, or just we should have. What is the we should have done more? Is that, is that paper? What is one year anniversary? Yeah, neither, neither of us are there yet. We haven't hit that. No, no. We don't have the ring on our finger, so we're not sure. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into it. Logan uh, tipped off uh, Robert because Robert asked about um, – you did like a podcast on the road, right, and asking questions, Correct. and Logan had a question for you. So I'll let you guys talk through that and how that went about. So you had tweeted that. I, I knew you were at Rutgers, and you had, yep. you had experienced that whole debacle, and then you made the comment about going to East Lansing, and then yep. I, I, saw, I saw your tweet. I saw the question or whatever. And then I started thinking to myself, like, if he's going to make that trip, he's probably going to go by Cleveland. And then I had to figure out, like, when was Illinois playing? Like, would this work? Like, is this even a stupid question to ask you? And then I looked it up. I'm like, that actually would be doable. I wonder if he's doing that. So that's when I asked you if you were going to stop in in Cleveland to see to see Io. I I realized after you said that that you didn't realize it was the uh, the Rising Stars All Star Weekend game. Right. Um, Right. uh, Yeah. I just kind of threw that out there and sounds like uh, it worked out for you. It really did. And I'll take you through the whole thing. So (laughs) my original plan for the trip was just to make Thursday a driving day. So I was going to go. So I I basically drove two Rutgers in two days just because I didn't want to do 12, 13 hours in one day or I didn't want to get up Wednesday morning and see it was six o'clock central game or seven o'clock Eastern. But so I would have had to leave at like 5, 4.30 in the morning to do it in one day. So I just didn't want to do that. So I did it in two days, stayed in Pittsburgh the first night, drove the rest the second night. While I was in Pittsburgh, I saw the weather forecast for Champaign and that that storm was headed up toward Michigan, like headed toward Toledo, basically, right on the Michigan-Ohio border. And so I'm looking at the forecast and I'm like, you know, if I'm driving in one day on Thursday from Piscataway to East Lansing, I'm going to be getting there early to late evening and I'm going to be right in the teeth of the storm as it's rolling through. So I'm like, okay, well, I better switch up my trip. So I'm like, okay, what's halfway, you know, what's a, what's a decent drive. I'll drive a chunk of it. So I started to look at like, where's the rain snow line with the storm. And it was right at Cleveland basically. And so I'm like, that's it. I'll stay in Cleveland. That's, that's easy enough. So I changed my hotel. I canceled one night in East Lansing and changed my hotel to Cleveland for Thursday night. I'm like, okay, there's, there's my drive. So I have that set up 
And then I'm just doing, I'm literally doing the questions live. I'm not rereading them. I'm just reading them while I'm recording the podcast as I'm driving. I see your question. A, I'm not an NBA guy. So I don't even know it's the all-star break. You know, I, yeah, just, yeah. I just go look at IO's box score yeah. every year, you know. So I, I don't even know that. So if you listen to the podcast, when I, I get to that I question, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, wait, the Bulls are playing the Cavs? Like, I could go, I could go to that. I'm staying in Cleveland tomorrow night. Like, you know, so I just started the wheel started spinning. Then of course I look it up and I find out it's the it's the rising stars game. Um, and so then I completely changed all of my plans in that I could do that, and then it's about three and a half to four hours from Cleveland to East Lansing. And the game was at noon Eastern. So I figured if I leave by 7 a.m., I could I could make that work. So I ended up not staying in East Lansing at all. I did two nights at the hotel in Cleveland. So I stayed there Thursday night. On Friday, I went to the game, went back to the same hotel, got up early Saturday and drove all the way to East Lansing and, and made it there for the game. So, um, yeah, I, I went from planning three nights in East Lansing to two nights to one night, and then I just didn't stay in East Lansing at all. Um, and uh, I thank you for that because it got me to, uh, uh, to, to go see Io in, in the Rising Stars game. I had no idea how tough of a ticket that would be when when you had said that i i didn't know if there were i didn't know what was what the possibilities for that were when i tweeted it out i was literally right. just throwing it out there just to see i mean where i assume there were obviously tickets available yeah it was all i did at StubHub because it was you know it was sold out it's, right. it's interesting because they do so basically the reason it was nine o'clock eastern for the rising stars game i guess it was eight o'clock central uh, the reason it was so late because they did the celebrity game first and tickets were not good for both so they did an entire crowd oh, celebrity wow, game. Okay. Then they cleared everybody out. And then, so, you know, even when, when you bought the ticket, it was like, don't arrive until 8.30 for the 9 o'clock game. Because, um, you know, I think there were obviously, what you know, I got there right at 8.30. There are obviously people who had had tickets, maybe all session tickets kind of thing, you know. Right. Uh, mine was just a single session thing. So once they allowed the people in, I could, I could go in there. So it was easy enough on StubHub to just grab a ticket. I mean, I think it was, I'll, I'll let you guys guess. I mean, you parking was oh, downtown God. Cleveland for the all-star for, for that. Downtown Cleveland. Oh, for I parked Friday. in a garage, like garage, like four, five, five blocks away. 80 bucks. I was going to say 75. Sixty dollars, good. I like. I got a deal according to you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Friday, Friday yeah. night probably would be if it was if you were going tonight. Obviously, yeah. oh my god, with the yeah. All Star Game being tonight, and, and even Saturday with with the Saturday night stuff they do. But yeah, but yeah, that's still like that's yeah, that's pretty incredible that you were able to do that. You haven't seen him play since he left Champagne, then, right? I have not. I have not. Yeah. I have not. Um, you know, I, I like when I say I'm not an NBA guy. Like when I watch this game, it's it, I watch this thing and it's only Colin. That's yeah. all. Like I'm seeing guys. I'm like, oh yeah, he was at TCU. You know, yeah. that's that's my only connection to the Rising Stars game is yeah. where these guys played in college. Uh, I just, you know, I, if you lined up all their names and said what team is he with, I would get three of them correct. Yeah. Um, but it was it was so much fun. Like like I said on Twitter when I was there, it, I was embarrassing because i'm sitting there like with my camera up it was cool like, I a, saw like a sports parent like you know as i as i as i joked on twitter when he went over to greet 
that DeMar DeRozan and I later found out that Zach Levine was sitting like next to him. Yeah. You know, like my emotion is that of a of a mom in the stands of like, oh, his friends are here. That is so neat that they came to watch him play. I'll get them together after the game and we'll take pictures. You know, that was my entire vibe the entire night. But it was fun, man. That's our boy. That's cool. And he's there and he's, you know, um, you know, it was just it was just a lot of fun to to see him on that stage. Brian That's Randall. What I too. Wanted to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Randall. That's correct. <laughs> yes, as the coach of the other team. Yeah. That's what I wanted to ask you about was, you know, we're seeing the success that Io's having. And I know none of us here are recruiting gurus by any means. But how big is what he's doing with the Bulls right now and in the NBA? How big is it for what Brad Underwood can sell? Uh, I think it's very big, mostly because he wasn't a five star and he like he didn't make the mcdonald's all-american game and then he went in the second round i think that is the whole pitch that underwood has which is hey look you know uh this guy we took him you know he's number 32 in the composite rankings and he was a first team all-american here and you know, people are going to wake up now as, as good as he's been in the NBA. The next Illinois player isn't going to go in the second round because people are going to say, hey, that program has something, you know. You know, to be able to sell that, look, everybody's overlooking you. You should be a five-star. Io should have been a five-star. He's a first-team All-American. He should have been a lottery pick. You know, you can sell that. People are disrespecting you, and we can help you prove it kind of thing. And so – you know, that's what his whole career has been. He should have been a McDonald's All-American. He should have been a top 20 player. He, he played like that, and, and he should have been a, a lottery pick. He's just He just keeps proving it to people. Yeah. Um, we, Me and Logan recorded the rest of this episode before you hopped on here. So for those listening, we are going to kind of overlap here, behind-the-scenes podcast stuff. Um, that's what I just told Logan before you hopped on was – it might be me fanboying and my bias, but I feel like if he's successful, he's got a, a movie script kind of life, like not leaving the state yeah. of Illinois, turning Illinois around, falling in the draft and going to his hometown Chicago team. I, I just feel like if he continues to succeed, that, that that would be a pretty good script. Yeah. Did you guys watch that? Did you see the video that uh, – oh, what's the guy from the ringer, the NBA guy from the ringer? Yes, Kevin O'Connor. Yeah, yeah, Kevin O'Connor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that was so good just for a complete outsider NBA guy yep. to not that he stumbled on the story, but, you know, as he's putting this video together, he's like, oh, my gosh, like this guy, like, like, even if he's he never gets better than he is right now, has such a storied he's going to have a 10 year career in the NBA and yep. possibly at his hometown team after playing for his home state. Like it just it means a lot when other people completely disconnected that don't even follow college basketball find his story and make it known you know nba wide that yeah you know that's that's his story and like you know the story with him is also his family like they came to every game you go to road games they're you know if, he, if i was still here that family would have been in piscataway at his game like mm -hmm. they they just didn't miss and <clears throat> now they get to see him in his in his hometown and he continues to prove people wrong. It's it's crazy. It's it's amazing. Were they in Cleveland? Did you see him at all? 
Uh, I don't, you know what? I don't know. I, I, don't know. I would know, assume I, they were. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would, I would think so. Yeah. They His had friends were there. 2020 and weren't able to travel. So, yeah. And yeah. Take advantage of the opportunity this year. <laughs> yeah. Great point. So, this team that we're watching right now, um, obviously, yep. you have better seats than, than we do. We're watching through TV now, you're courtside. We've seen games like Rutgers, and then you see games like Saturday. I just feel like they're they're so far apart. Are we eventually in the next four games? Are we going to narrow down to what this team is? Is it a matter of still incorporating Curbelo in there because he's missed so much time? Where are you at with this team? Because we've seen so many different types of games from them. Yeah, the Rutgers game was the surprise because the effort wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, the the biggest surprise, and you know, even being there. I mean, part of it is. Sometimes in road games like this, and I'm thinking back to Illinois teams that would go, you know, seven and 11 in the big 10 or whatever. Um, you know, once you get down and you make a little run and then they push back on that run, like there's some teams that are just like, Hey man, let's get to the buzzer. Like, you know, go through the motions rebounds aren't chased down. You know, there's an effort element to things. And we've watched enough teams that, God bless them. You know, the season's a losing season and they're kind of going through the motions and, and such like that. So to see a going through the motions second half from Illinois at Rutgers was a surprise. I mean, Underwood talked about it. I mean, he, all this Pizza Hut stuff came from him saying, like, I didn't understand my team and they they wanted to get in a rumble and we just kind of laid down for him. And I, you know, I got to coach him better and I got to have him more prepared because this is not this is not my kind of team that would do that. So um, maybe this is a good, maybe Rutgers was a good lesson of like effort is everything and you've got to go at this very, very high rate because these teams in the tournament are going to be gunning for you just like last year. So maybe it was a good lesson, but I tend to maybe after that performance on Saturday, throw out what we saw from uh, at, at Rutgers, you know, make it the burn the tape game where they learn their effort lesson. It really wasn't anything more than, the shots weren't falling. They got discouraged and stopped chasing rebounds and loose balls, and it, it snowballed from there. And so, you know, perhaps with that fixed, I mean, look, what, we started this game, what, two for 15 from three or whatever until Grandison got hot or two for 12 until Grandison got hot. So it was, you know, this was not a hot shooting game, mm-hmm. but everything else was there even though the shots weren't falling. So um, I, you know, they're going to have to shoot really well to, to do it. We know what this team is. We know that it's get the ball into Kofi. And if they double Kofi, we have three point shooters open and it's that simple. Um, that's the team. Um, but it also takes effort and rebounding and loose balls and not fouling and everything else that, that under was talking about. Yeah. Match-ups. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think the matchups yes. are going to be, we learned that last year, I think with Loyola, I think matchups are going to be huge and, and, what we see on the other side of the court because there's there's some teams that can match up with Illinois and if they do it yep. and Illinois is not hitting shots then it could be it could be a long a long night yep I think we'll see a lot from I mean who knows with Michigan now after what happened just now you know, we don't know who's gonna be don't know who will be coaching on Sunday we don't know who will be playing um but uh <coughs> you know the it was very telling to beat Rutgers by 35 here and then lose on the road. Yeah. 
it was yeah. very telling to really handle, you know, Kofi went crazy against Maryland. Then they play the game at Maryland without Kofi and lose by 14 or whatever it was. So it'll be interesting to see the difference between the Michigan game without Dickinson in Champaign and then the Michigan game with somebody who can stand with stand in there and, and, and hang with Kofi. Um, that, that will be interesting now. You know, is everybody, are they going to have like three players suspended by Sunday? Who knows? And, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. But, um, yeah, it is kind of interesting that, uh, you know, look, when you get a first team All American center, that, that's your team and that's who you are and that's going to define you. And it all has to start there. And so then when you're playing teams with bigs like Purdue, it's going to be a struggle and everybody else is going to have to step up. Yeah. A couple more things for you. Um, we saw the selection committee release their top 16 uh, on Saturday. What'd you think of Illinois on the three? Is that where you expected? I, I thought of not four. A, I was not at all expecting that. I was thinking maybe even a five with the seven losses. Yep. yep that's what uh, I thought. Maybe two. So I, I saw that the committee made some comments about how they, that the injuries did play into it, which they have done in the past. Um, I think it's a smart way to, they're just trying to find the, you know, whatever it is, the 34 at-large spots, I think it is, 32 now. I, I can't remember the number of at-large spots. I think it's 34. But, um, you know, they're trying to fill out those spots and they're trying to find the best teams for those at-larges. And it's true that Illinois would have probably beat Maryland if they had Kofi. And it's yep. not wrong of the committee to just say, look, they do have everybody back and they had some injuries and we need to take that into account. Now, I thought it was very interesting that Illinois was, you know, they numbered one through 16. Illinois yep. was the last three seed and Wisconsin was the first four seed. Yep. So it was very interesting to me that they said, you know, Illinois is ahead of Wisconsin because you look, you know, Wisconsin has like nine quad one wins. Resume wise, Wisconsin has a better resume, but Illinois beat them head to head and Illinois, some of those losses were because they were missing injured players and the Marquette game and the everything else. So, you know, that was very, very surprising that the committee did say, you know what, I think Illinois is better than Wisconsin. And and so that's something we can follow the next two, three weeks to say, okay, well, now we know. And, and now it's, it's kind of a known thing that as of this day, the committee saw Illinois better than Wisconsin. So play equal to or better than Wisconsin the next three weeks. And you're going to be ahead of Wisconsin when it comes to the seating. So uh, very, very surprised and very interesting. Yeah. I'm with you. I, after the Rutgers loss, I, I had almost prepared not to see them in the top 16. Um, and yep. Logan made a good point that this 12 and three seed was after the Rutgers loss. So they didn't really overlook it, but that says a lot about what they think about this Illinois team. Um Yep. Spring football should be coming up. I know you get a smile on your face when you talk Illini football. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know when spring football starts. Have they announced that yet? Uh, they haven't given the full schedule. Bielma mentioned it in his uh, in his signing day press conference. He laid out the schedule that they have. I think eight weeks of yeah, eight weeks of conditioning. Then they start spring ball, and then you know whatever. So he he laid it out, but they haven't listed the exact is it thursday of that week or whatever but yeah. you know we're we're weeks away yeah they did say the spring games prime time thursday night yeah, right april, april 21st 
Yep. There you go. All yep. right. So we're getting close. So I can't let you leave without some sort of football talk. Um, <laughs> just, I know we don't know a whole lot because there's so much new with this team. What are you looking for in spring? And I, I know Bielema kind of closes spring down a little bit. Um, so I don't know how much you'll see, but what are, what are some of the things you're looking for in the, the next six, eight weeks before uh, summer starts? Well, the main thing to me is the replacements on defense. So if you look at the seniors who left, you have Isaiah Gay, Rod Perry, and, and Owen Carney on the defensive line. You have uh, Jake Hansen, who you know missed the second half of the season with injury, but also Kalen Tolson uh, at linebacker who are gone. You got Tony Adams who's gone, but then you also have Kirby Joseph who declared for the draft. So yeah. with the five seniors leaving, Hansen, Adams, Gay, Carney, and Perry, and then you add in the two guys who declared for the draft in Tolson and, and Joseph, you're now missing the majority of that defense that played so well. Yeah. Um, you know, there are replacements. Calvin Hart started the first game in front of Tolson, so he probably would have been in front of him most of the season. Um, you have other guys. You know, Seth Coleman started five of the 12 games at, at the outside linebacker in front of Gay before Gay took over of the spot. So you have guys who are ready and and even were starting last year, but still that's a fair bit. I mean, Kirby Joseph had five picks and was first team all Big Ten safety. You know, you're you're missing heart and soul and Jake Hansen. You're missing your two ends that kind of dominated the last month in, in Carney and Gay. And so it'll be uh it'll be a big adjustment for the defense. So that's the biggest thing. And then on offense, you just kind of want to see, especially in the spring game, what's this, what's this new offense? They're gonna keep it vanilla again. They're gonna yeah. not show anything uh it'll be very simple offense in the spring game uh but at least you get to see what what Barry Lunny is is thinking about running yeah and something that just popped in my head that I want to get your thoughts on were you as surprised by the Palcho decision as I was I didn't even think that was a possibility yeah I mean the it I mean the possibility was there only because he had a season with four or less games okay so you know, there, there's that, you know, J Jamal Woods is coming back for a, for a bonus season. He's doing that because one year he got injured in the fourth game and missed the rest of the season. I think it was 2018. Okay. So he could then take that season as a red shirt saying, look, I didn't play. You know, Kendall Smith's the same way. He only played two games in 2019. Uh, he's coming back for one extra season just because he could use that one as a red shirt. Um, but I didn't know, and I wasn't, thinking that the NCAA would allow for 2020 to be used as that season because everybody 2020 didn't count. So everybody, they just said, look, this season doesn't count. If you had four years to play three seasons on the field coming into 2020, you have that same number going the next year. Um, it just doesn't count towards your eligibility. Well, so I thought it would be like, look, guys could maybe claim a redshirt year, but the NCAA would say, look, it was 2020. Everybody got a redshirt year. It doesn't matter. Um, and I saw I was very surprised that they made the argument that he only played in four games in 2020 and should get a bonus year, and the NCAA agreed. So um, really good news for the offensive line. When you're only coming yeah. back with one starter, it's very scary. To have two is, is still scary, but much better. So uh, it's, a, it's a really big deal for the line. Yeah. Huge. Good stuff, Robert. Logan, you got anything else you want to ask him while we got him? No, no, sir. Right. No, sir. We're not going to take up any more of your time then. Appreciate you jumping uh, on, Robert. Keep grinding. Listen, you got it. Or, uh, 
read all this stuff alanaboard.com robert always nice talking we'll see you next time yes i will thank you thank sir you, logan again thank you're you for welcome the tip. thank you for the assist it got me glad i can got help. me to pay it got me to pay 60 bucks for parking I appreciate it. <laughs> how much thank was you. the ticket uh so i didn't want to sit upper deck because you could yeah. get upper deck for like 35 yeah. uh, and i didn't i just didn't want to do it so i found they have kind of like three tiers to yeah. that stadium and so i sent on the second tier it was uh 71 i think i paid okay. something like that so it wasn't bad not bad yeah. at so all 70 71 for the ticket and 60 for parking love it worth, love it worth glad it, you got glad you got it, to yep. see that all right take uh, care Robert. Thanks, guys appreciate it thank you all right let's move on to logan's favorite subject the college football playoff uh, <laughs> announced that they will not expand during yeah. the current contract they will stay at four yeah. through 2025 logan lee i open the floor to you i don't get it i don't get it i i mean i was reading andy staples who write who covers a lot of this stuff for the athletic um covers college football for the athletic wrote wrote a nice column yesterday basically saying this makes no sense for the pac-12 and the acc and i agree uh for the for the Big Ten, you sure you can make some financial arguments um, where, in terms of TV contracts and TV revenue, that it makes sense for the Big Ten to maybe not want to go to this right now. Uh, I don't. I just don't understand it. I, I there's a lot. There are a lot of things at play here that are well above my pay grade. So I can't sit here and say like I I know everything and I know how this should be. Um, but I just. What's the point of sticking this thing out with four teams? You're just literally, literally every conference outside of the Big Ten and the SEC is just agreeing to essentially just fold uh, when it comes to their playoff chances. I mean, the SEC is going to continue to get one to two teams in all of these things. The Big Ten is always going to have a team in this thing. Now you have a pack or Big 12 that is falling apart because they lost their two biggest properties. You have a Pac-12 that hasn't put a team in the playoff in a decade. You have the ACC who, when Clemson isn't good, literally has nothing. Why they wouldn't want to do this, I don't understand. It just means more money for them. If all they, they seem to care about is money, like why would they not do this? I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't understand. I mean, I, I know why the fans want it. I know why I want it. I do not understand why the schools don't want it. It doesn't make any yeah. sense to me. Yeah. I'm not doesn't. sure because it goes, I think this goes through the, the ADs and stuff, right? Yeah. It's the AD. Yeah. The I'm, ADs and I'm not presidents sure. and all those people are going to have a say in this. I'm not sure what the holdup is. I'm with you. I don't, I don't know why they need to wait or why they think four is the right number. I, I don't know that we've seen those answers on, on why. The, so is. the SEC doesn't really care. The SEC is going to Yeah, because they're going to get two teams. They're going to get the two teams in the four, or if you go to 12, they're going to get three in that. So they don't care. The Big Ten is always going to get a team in it. Plus they have, they have money, um, TV dollars on the line coming up soon. So they're going to get their money regardless. Um the others, I, the ACC continues to try to hold out for Notre Dame, but like if Notre Dame, if this happens, if this eventually goes to twelve, 
Notre Dame has zero reason to join the ACC. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It, it yeah. baffles me why they, why they don't want to do this, but we'll yeah. continue uh, to watch a 14 playoff with Alabama and Georgia and whatever other two teams they want to invite to their party. And it'll always end up being one of those two teams playing for the national championship more, more yeah. like more often than not. I mean, uh, an argument that I saw when it was released was the semifinals are already blowouts anyway. So why add eight more teams? Well, yeah, but those games are going to be good. There's only blowouts when they play Alabama and Georgia. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I think 12 is the, per, is the right perfect number, but we're not going to get that um, till at least 2026 because the contract runs through 2025. Moving on to um, the professional ranks. NBA All-Star Weekend, we're in the midst of it. The All-Star Game is tonight, Sunday night. So we've seen the Rising Stars Challenge. We've seen the three-point contest, the skill contest, and the dunk contest. And I'll just put it out there. It's the worst Saturday night All-Star Weekend that I've ever seen. The dunk contest sucked. There was one good dunk from Obi Toppin, um, his final dunk. Three-point contest, I didn't even pay attention to, to be completely honest. I know – Carl Anthony Towns won, but I don't know how many he made. I don't know. I don't know what happened after Levine um, missed. Uh, I think he only had 14. So after he got knocked out, I stopped watching. And the skills con- skills competition was boring as all hell. Um, so hopefully the game makes up for it tonight. But uh, we did have Io in the Rising Stars Challenge on yeah. Thursday, Friday night. Uh, did you watch that? I did. I did watch Friday night. Uh, I did. I did not watch last night. Saturday. The Saturday stuff is stuff. If I don't watch it live, if I hear good things, I'll go back and watch it again. I'll go read log, watch it later. But I heard nothing but awful things about it. So I just never bothered to watch it. Uh, but yes, I did watch Friday. Uh, it was kind of weird doing the whole four teams thing, played a little like tournament style, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I had it on. I wasn't fully paying that much attention. I couldn't tell you what IO did in it necessarily. Um, but it was so cool to see uh, that he was he was in the mix for that and involved in that. Just it's been one hell of a story for him to, you know, Chicago kid goes to Illinois, falls to the second round of the draft, get picked by the Bulls. And then due to injuries and things really emerges as a all rookie team type of player. So to see him honored and, and being able to play in that game was was definitely really cool. Yeah, I sold Christy uh, as it was happening. Um, first of all, he had five early points for uh, okay. Team Payton. He was on he was on Gary Payton's team. He hit a uh, yeah. hit a three, and then he drove and hit a you know his patented like not quite a layup, but not quite like right about the block. He threw it high off of the yeah. off of the glass. Um, I I don't know that he scored anymore, uh, but he had a couple assists. He he had a decent he had a decent game, but his. Um, a couple of the other guys on his team were, were trying to trying to show off a little bit. So he didn't get involved so too much. I wasn't giving it my full attention, as I said, <laughs> but it felt to me like the first game, because there was the two semifinals, I guess you could call it. Yeah. The first game was very, felt very much like an all-star game. That uh, was very just back and forth. Everybody doing whatever they want. Dunk after dunk after dunk, like just like a normal all-star game feels. The second game, like, felt more like an actual basketball game 
was I was I watching the same game that you were? Was was I even like noticing um, that? Like I just kind of how I felt like yeah. they were actually like going for it in that second. I would agree not, with that. Not the championship round or whatever, but like the second semifinal. I just felt like it was a very different style of game than the first one. But maybe again, I wasn't giving it my full attention. So, but that's yeah. just from what I did notice. I just felt like that was kind of uh, that those guys seemed to really want to go after it a little bit more than the first the first teams did. I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Um, Cade Cunningham was in the first game. Cole Anthony was in the first game. Uh, Desmond Bain. Um, yeah, a couple other couple other uh, big name guys. Um, Illinois, or not Illinois. <laughs> Io's team had Lonzo Ball on his team. He had um, Scotty Barnes on his team. They were much smaller. The other team had right. four guys taller than 6'10", and Io's team had – I don't know if they had anyone that tall. So it was, it was contrasting styles, but IO's team did lose in the semi. So he didn't play in the championship. So we kind of tuned it out. Um, But I told Christy during it and obviously his career is nowhere near complete, but, and maybe it's the bias because we all know that we're all biased towards IO and I'm a big IO fan. I mean, I feel like if he has a good career, like this is a, a movie script type story yeah like a kid from chicago um top 50 recruit in the country commits to an illinois program his state program who hasn't been to the tournament in more than five years really down on their luck program commits there turns them into a power again a one seed in the tournament but gets bounced early goes pro gets completely overlooked falls to the second round where his hometown bulls take him in the second round he turns out to be an all-rookie player like it's just there's too there's too much feel good potential there yeah. for it not to turn into something. Um, not saying it will or it, I mean it could. I mean, I feel like they're making movies about stupider stuff now, but uh, I just feel like it has the potential to be a to be a movie script at some point. The dude didn't have to leave the borders of Illinois, and yeah. comes this turns into what he is. So it's certainly um, building into a script. We'll have to see how the rest of his career plays out before I'm ready yeah. to uh oh, commit for sure. to commit to a movie deal but uh it certainly you know has the makings of it in the early stages absolutely for sure all right uh all-star game is tonight um so um i don't know that this episode might be released before it starts but i doubt it um if you're watching on youtube you see both of us repping our um respective mlb teams because spring training should have started it was supposed to start four or five days ago. Um, obviously, that is not happening because the owners have locked out the players. <coughs> um, and that is still ongoing. So no true updates there. I did see multiple national reporters say that both sides are feeling the pressure now. Um, they're expected to meet starting on Monday. They're expected to meet at least once a day maybe a couple times a day starting Monday to try and get something hammered out. Um, the absolute latest that a deal could happen is I think they gave March 1st for the season to open on time. Does that sound right? Yeah. I mean, that's to me, that sounds like it's pushing it, but uh, that could be, I mean, that they could, they could say that. I mean, the season is supposed to start March, March 30th, 30th or 31st, something I like think. that. 
Um, and yet, I mean, it's not just going to spring training, man. There's still a ton of free agents that haven't been signed. Yeah. So the players aren't going to like it. They were already unhappy with the abbreviated spring training they got during the COVID season. Um, so another abbreviated spring training, they probably won't like that either. Um, if that's what they say, then I'll believe it, but I don't really know that I would agree to that. I think that's probably pushing it, but yeah. Um, um let's just hope they get something figured out soon. On a uh, note related to what we talked about about 20 minutes ago, Chester Frazier just tweeted this GIF, if you're watching on YouTube. <laughs> it's uh, Steve Urkel, uh, like shadow shadow boxing his um, – is that his dad? I I'm, wasn't – No, it's the neighbor. Guy. Neighbor, I mean, yeah. Winslow's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chester, Chester Frazier's funny on social media. Um but yes, I believe the deadline was March 1st. If not March 1st, it was just it's right around that area for opening day to happen. But like, like Logan said, the majority of free agents didn't sign before the lockout happened. There were some, Corey Seager, Max Scherzer, um, Javi Baez. Like there, there were a couple that signed before. Didn't Javi sign somewhere? I don't think so. I thought he signed with Detroit. Did he? I thought he did. Oh, yeah, he did. I forgot okay. about that. Oh, okay. wait, did he? I, I don't remember now. <laughs> you should yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> I think he did. It's been so long. <laughs> it has been so long since any of this stuff happened. I don't Anyways, even remember. Yes, there he did, are, he did okay. sign with the Tigers. I had forgotten all about that. Yes. There yes. are dozens of high-profile free agents that have not signed yet. So you got to do that, and then everyone has to report for spring training, and they have to play some spring training games, and then the season will start. And speaking of – they did announce that the first weekend or first handful of spring training games have been canceled already. So even if they get a deal done on Monday, you're not going to have spring training games until the second week of March, I believe. So things aren't looking good, but it does sound like both sides since the urgency, I just feel like the both sides are so far apart that it's going to take another week or two to get something done. Back uh, when this whole thing started, I believe we had a conversation on the show and I made a comment like I wasn't too worried about it then, um, but I said, check back with me again. I probably said something like mid-February and if we're still have it, we still haven't resolved it, I'll be concerned. We're to that point. I'm a little concerned. Um, yep. It's just, it's just frustrating. It's frustrating for, for fans and for everything else. I mean, I trust that they'll get something done, but. It's just, it's annoying that they can't seem to figure it out. And we're the ones that have to, I mean, thankfully we still have college basketball, but uh, once that ends for now, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Luckily that runs through April. I don't know. So yeah, luckily that runs through the first weekend of April, but, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's dire, dire right now. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully we get something soon. I forgot all about hobby signing with the tigers like that. Are you going to cry? Like, <laughs> No, no, it's fine. I that doesn't bother me. Um, like I'm kind of happy for him. I just honestly I'd forgotten all about it. Like that was so felt like so long ago. I feel and like Corey Seager, Max Scherzer, Javi Baez, Cardinals signed Steven Matz, uh, uh Rangers got Marcus Simeon as well. Stroman. Stroman to the Cubs. You're right. You're right. Yeah. There were a few. There were a few still, yeah. Still Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, Clayton Kershaw. Um Nick Castellanos, Chris mm-hmm. Bryant. There's a bunch Schwarber. of guys out there. That's Kyle Schwarber, Anthony Rizzo, Freddie Freeman. Yep. yep. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, the list a, goes on and on, ton. guys that still haven't signed yet. Yeah, there's a ton. Um, crap, there was something else right then that I was going to talk about, and I can't remember. Um, it sounds like the Cubs are the favorite for Correa. No. Where are you hearing that? I feel like the Cubs are the favorite for Correa. Don't, don't say that to me. <laughs> don't, don't say that and try to get my hopes up. Okay, I would like, hate that. And we talked about this at one point. Like the signing of Marcus Stroman tells me that the Cubs are actually going to try to do something this year. But I just don't know that I see them going on Correa. It would help. It would help in a lot of ways. Because um, I mean, they need a bat and they need they need an infield glove. So he would answer both of those things. But him going to Scott Boris, I, I I'm not optimistic that's happening. We've got. Could We've be. got Jawan Howard at the podium. Do we want to put the oh, sound geez. on here? Or, or can no? we do that? Sure. I have no idea. For it. <laughs> All right. Hold on. I'm going to play it into my mic here. But if you're guarding full court, that's a press. <laughs> All right. Uh, so there's Juwan Howard's explanation of what happened. If, if you're listening to this and don't know, just look up Juwan Howard, Wisconsin, whatever. You'll find the video of him. Um, and I've seen one. It's not a punch. He, he throws his arm out there, but he does it's open a, his fist. It's, it's like he went to fist grab. Yeah, he went to like grab the Wisconsin assistant's head. But neither here nor there because it's unacceptable, especially for a head coach to do. So it sounds like Howard just – wasn't happy with a timeout the Greg Guard called, but the coaches that's what the coach does. Call timeout. You have timeouts. If you want to call timeout, call timeout. Whatever. Um, he should be suspended. He's not happy with how his season's going. Yep. Yep. That's Plain exactly what it is. Simple. Uh, anything else sports related? No. I don't know. What would it be? I don't feel like this show's very long. So um well, we got, I got one more thing, <coughs> not, not sports, not sports, but oh. I texted you last week. Um, we watched Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh, and then we immediately and went into rent. You watched rent. Yes. Yeah. Let's hear it. It was, it was thoroughly enjoyable. I, I had a good time. Uh, Christy, I think, I don't know if she lost interest or just wasn't following or, or what, but um, I don't think she liked it as much as me. I think she enjoyed it, but um, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I'm a good musical is right at the top of my list of stuff to watch. So I liked it. Um, didn't know who Jonathan Larson was before I watched it, honestly, or before this, this came out, but um, then I watched rent. It was my first time watching rent from start to finish. Like I knew seasons of love and, and some of the, and, and what it was about and all that stuff. But um, right. we watched the movie with Adina Menzel and um, uh, Rosario Dawson and hey digs hey digs hey digs yep. anthony rap yeah yeah yep so so yeah that was our night monday or Tuesday. that's like, great it was like right after we i think it was tuesday 
I think it was Tuesday we watched that. But but yeah. That's wonderful. Uh, yeah, Tick, Tick, Boom is great. It's uh, one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, did you watch In the Heights? Yes. Did we have this discussion? You did watch In the Heights? Okay. Um, that's, yeah. The, it was a good year for musicals, I think. Um, West Side Story um, was I good. That it's, it's not my favorite. It's kind of a, it's a story that, I don't know. I don't really care that much for it, but it was, it's really good. I mean, it's, it's nominated for a lot and, and everything else. So um, it's, it's good. It was a good year for musicals. So tick, tick, boom was right up there. I enjoy rent. The, the musical version of rent's not like the greatest thing in the world, uh, but it's, it's the same cast. So um, it's, it's good. It's enjoyable. Good music in that too. Good stuff. Sorry. I'm like enthralled with what's with Twitter right now talking about um Juwan howard um how i met your father have, have you are you still watching how i met your father yes yeah it's it's growing on me it's growing on me um it's i don't think it's the greatest but they did confirm there's gonna be a second season yeah um so that's that's pretty cool um, <laughs> i am keeping up with that uh i've been trying i haven't i'm not totally caught up but uh, i've been watching pam and tommy <laughs> haven't watched that yet uh it's it's interesting it's interesting. Uh, they, what? they make some, make some choices. Is it like was it like twenty years ago or this week or thirty years ago this week or something? Because TNT has a documentary on it now. I too. don't know the reason behind it. I feel like sometimes people just try to jump on the train. So like when Hulu, when Disney or Fox, whoever it is, Hulu announced that they were doing the story. The you know, it was originally a movie, um, but then TNT must have jumped on it i don't remember what year it was it's the early 90s obviously but um so it might be like i guess it could be the 30 year anniversary or something i don't know but uh it's good it's it's certainly interesting um but yes how i met your father i've I've been enjoying that a little more than i thought i would um i didn't really watch um, any movies this week so the characters in pam and tommy look like identical yeah sebastian stan and lily collins is that her name Lily James, Lily Collins, Lily, Lily, Lily James, Lily yeah, James. Lily Collins yeah. is Liam Paris, I think. Um, uh, yeah, that looks good. I'll probably watch it at some point. Um, Celebrity Big Brother, I'm not quite caught up. I was, and then I've, I've fallen two or three episodes behind on Celebrity Big Brother. It's like you said a couple weeks ago, it's it's there. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's not, not good. Not good. Um, Lamar Odom doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know how to play, no. but... All right. Um, do you have anything else? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Um, Illinois plays Thursday nights. Um, Post game show is up in the air for that one. Um, we might have some conflicts for that, so we might not have a post game show for for this week. Um, but it's a big game. Uh, it's a game Illinois should win. Probably be favored by four or five points, I would think. Um, but yeah, like you said when we were talking, three of the last four are home games which is a good sign. And the one road game is at Michigan, who will probably be shorthanded, uh, at least a head coach uh, next Sunday. Anything else? No, I think we're good. All right. Uh, For Logan Lee, I'm Craig Schott. That's episode 55 of No One Assets. It's been a year, boys and girls. We've been doing this for a year. We really appreciate you listening and tuning in to any episode that you have tuned in if you've tuned into all 55 plus post game if you've only tuned into one if this is your first one we really appreciate you joining us and uh, we wanted to keep doing this so 
um, give us a sh- uh, give us your, your support, and we'll continue to uh, vent and just vamp for hours upon end about random stuff. So <laughs> why we're doing it. We have nothing else nope. to do. <laughs> no one asked us to, but here we are. Here we are. For Logan Lee, I'm Craig Choate. That's uh, episode 55 of No One Asked Us. We'll see you next time. Toodles. Toodles.